What is up, Sacramento soccer fans, and welcome to episode 28 of the number one soccer-specific podcast in Sacramento, the Sacktown FC podcast, part of the Beautiful Game Network and sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. Race your game and check them out at roughneckscarves.com. Today, I'm joined as usual by my co-hosts, Danny and John. How are you guys doing? Hey, what's up, Luis? Doing good, man. Uh, trying to stay stay sane in this craziness. Uh, trying to go out as much as I can, uh, safely, of course. Uh, so, you know, just just hoping this 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 passes soon and we can get back to doing what we love. How about you, John? Not too bad. First day uh, back from spring break. Uh, the my oldest had school. He started at eight, and they gave him a list like. It's a kindergarten class, man. Why does he have to have so much curriculum? Like, he had, what, seven? As I look at his sheet for tomorrow, he's got, like, seven bullet points of things to do. Like, he's got to read, like, five articles. I'm like, I don't even read five articles, and I'm a teacher. So it's kind of kind of discouraging, but the little guy got through it today, uh, went in the backyard, hit some F3 training, and is uh, he's pumped, man. He's ready to go. Nice, man. He, hopefully he gets his master soon. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so uh, today we are joined by uh, one of my favorite players of all time, uh, the newest member of the Sacktown FC podcast crew. He is a player from OCSC and a writer on topics about the globe, the globe for our webpage. His career started in the California Development Academy and led him to Cal Berkeley. Joining us via the McCooney Dreamline, welcome my guy, Seth Kisipley. Seth, how's everything going, man? It's going good, guys. Thank you for having me on. Uh, I'm excited to be a part of the crew. Uh, hoping that uh, we can get some, we can get some good, good people on the podcast. Can be writing about some interesting topics. You know, pick up some good questions out there in the interwebs and uh, get this thing going. Yeah, man, we're excited to have you, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, welcome, man. No, thank you, guys. Thank you. What you don't see though is Danny looking down at his hand, trying to figure out what he's going to say. He's just reading it. <laughs> So, uh, Seth, you, you grew up in uh, Northern California. How did you fall in love? Well, you started in San Diego, but you ended up here at Placer United. How did you fall in love with uh, soccer? I fell in love with soccer. Um, just kind of played all the sports growing up. You know, I played baseball, basketball, kind of all-American kid. Um, and soccer was kind of something that was just new. A lot of, like, a lot of people didn't know about it, couldn't, wasn't watching it regularly on TV. And so I think just playing it every week was something was just, it was brand new all the time. You know, I was learning, like watching YouTube videos, all the, all the Juggle Bonito videos and stuff like that. And, um, just came to, came to be something that I was, I was pretty good at. And, and, you know, I was, I was looking to play all of the time. So it just, it just naturally was what I was drawn to really. That's cool. So, um, you know, we know you started in the California Academy. Was uh, college your first priority? Yes. Yes, I had, I had zero idea what the world of soccer was like, like I said. So didn't watch it growing up, didn't have any understanding of the way that the, the world works because um, all of the pipelines for, for American sports are through college, football, basketball, baseball, you name it. You know, it's, that's, part of, that's part of the development process is going to school. And I did. I had no idea that in soccer, you know, if you're good at 12, you go, you you turn pro. You know, you go sign a contract somewhere and you start playing every day. I didn't understand any of that. So when I was 16, I had an opportunity to go to France. I played there for a while, um, and then not having a EU passport, you know, that opportunity failed. And then, uh, and then again at 18, 
I was offered a chance to go to go on trials in Germany. And then I was dissuaded from doing that also, which I mean, who knows, right? doesn't matter. But, um, that was, that was, that was, those were my first glimpses of really what it would, what, what the life was going to be like. And so then instead at 20, I left school and, uh, joined the Portland Timbers organization. And then that was my first kind of taste of, you know, what it was like to play a sport as a job. And, uh, and yeah, so I, I, school was always in the, in the plan. Getting an education was, was, was big with my family. And that was, uh, that was going to be the path. That's good. Yeah, de- definitely too. I mean, times, times are changing, like definitely because I remember, you know, if you look back at like the, the nineties and even the, you know, the early two thousands, maybe mid two thousands too, uh, everyone's, you know, path to pro soccer, at least here in this country was through college, you know, like there really wasn't really other way around it too. But, you know, now, you know, we're really getting to be more like the rest of the world in that, you know, you don't need to go to college to get to pro soccer and you can actually, like you said, get to pro soccer at a much younger age, which, you know, in turn should help us a lot, especially with our national team. Yeah, definitely. So Seth, uh, what was it like to make the quarterfinals in the NCAA tournament, hold your own <laughs> runner up in Maryland? Uh, it was heartbreaking. They scored in the they scored in the ninety eighth minute of extra time, golden goal. Oh, what's his name? Uh, I can't remember his name right now, but I, I follow him on Twitter. Regardless, yeah, it was tough. It was tough. We had a really really good team, really Christian Dean, Steve Birnbaum, Connor Hallisey, Ryan Neal, Alex Sunley, all these guys that that ended up you know getting drafted to MLS teams, um, and they, they were very good soccer players. So it was it was heartbreaking to fall out uh, at that point, but. That's footy. Yeah, and you're talking to two Cruz Azul fans, so we know your pain, man. <laughs> <laughs> so you, uh, Seth, you ended up playing 85 games for Reno. Was part of the reason for going to OC because of the opportunity to play closer to home? No, not really. Uh, it's very convenient that I have. I have a lot of family that are in the area, but um, – Right now, I'm 26. I turned 27 in August, and so I feel like I'm at a kind of do-or-die moment in terms of getting the most out of this juice that I can. So uh, I liked the club. I liked the way they play. Um, we had good conversations in terms of how I would fit in and what they wanted to see, um, and it made me. It gave me a nice little feeling, like another motivation, you know, compared to being somewhere for for two or three years and kind of understand knowing exactly what's going to happen. You know, every day to day, you have pictures, you have memories, you know, what everything looks like on your way to training and all this to get into a brand new environment, meet new teammates was, was something that I was really looking forward to. And, um, you know, I, my goal is still to play in the MLS. So I'm hoping to get better and better. And this, this was, is a stop on the way. Maybe Sacramento Republic. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe the first season of MLS too, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, that'd be that'd be crazy, but keeping my fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, that that would be great. Um, so Danny's not gonna like this question, but uh, you know, you you played for Reno for for two years, so you know that that was a that's a good while, of course, playing with any team for for two years, and you get a lot of memories. But what what do you miss the most about you know playing with Reno? About playing with Reno, uh, I miss my teammates. Honestly, we had a really really good group of guys and. Um, that made it, that made it really enjoyable to come into work every day and to go and, and, you know, play games and compete and travel. It was, it was an overall very, very positive experience because of the group that we had. Yeah. And you guys had an awesome uh, supporters group too that ended up leaving Reno too. So 
<laughs> oh, Luis. Those are jabs. Hitting below the belt, huh? Yeah. Yeah, the support the supporters in Reno are good. You know, they made the atmosphere a lot of fun. When we got it packed, six, seven thousand people, man. It was a lot of it was the altitude kills you. It's it's a good time. What's Danny gonna come back with now? <laughs> <laughs> he was thinking about it. Um so what do you think, you know, with what's happening right now in the world, Seth? Uh the suspension done to the momentum that you guys had been building i mean it killed it it killed it all there's nothing you know you go from it's just uh, so unique you it's not it's not like it's like a stomach flu or something you know and then a team has to shut down for a little while or, or a natural disaster you know along the lines of like earthquakes and stuff like that you go from from building building relationships and building fitness and you know building team tactics to just being you know forcibly f- ha- having to stay in your homes and protect other people so the the mentality changes you know you kind of exit from this competitive nature into into one of more like uh survival instincts at that point so yeah it it killed the momentum for sure have you heard anything from inside the building, the staff, the USL about a potential return to play? Or are we still in a holding pattern until that uh, moratorium is lifted? From what I have heard, and I am legally allowed to tell you, the, the, the plan is to play again. When I say plan, obviously there are new plans every hour because this is all completely brand new. Um, but the, the, uh, what do you say? Like, like they, I, I don't believe that there's any plan to not play the season right now. I don't think that those have been discussed from what I know, from what I know as of right, as of right now, they're the, we think that we're just going to continue to get postponements until it is safe enough for the league to, to start organizing what a restart looks like. Cause obviously there are so, so many, different caveats to how that goes about making sure that all teams have an equal amount of time to prepare for the season. And then what that looks like in terms of home games and away games for teams just to make a dent in the revenue lost in the past couple of months. So, uh, so I, I, that's, that is the atmosphere is that as it's still very positive to, to continue playing. Um, however that may look. What made you interested in joining our team and becoming the writer for Sacktown FC? Um, it was kind of a, it was kind of a quick, like 30 minutes. I, I saw, I saw a little, a shout out from you guys on Twitter saying you guys are looking for somebody that'd be interested in writing articles. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of, kind of pan back, you know, I'm 26 and I've been playing for, this is my, uh, sixth year professionally. And so things are starting to get a little bit of routine. You know, I, I know what I'm capable of and you know, I want to get better and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, starting to look at what, I'm, what I'd like to do after soccer um, and kind of and then checking out avenues to, to start planning for that or try new things, you know, rather than have to wait until I can't play anymore and now I'm getting thrown out into, into the jungle. Um, and so I saw that and, um, and I like to read and write. I did a lot of my, a lot of my schooling at Berkeley involved uh, pretty much basically reading and writing. I wasn't much of a STEM kid. And, um, and it, it's about a, a topic that I freely spend 20 hours of my day looking at news for and watching videos and finding out about the newest, the greatest thing from 
from boots and endorsements to transfers and, you know, like, you know, straight up like celebrity gossip, you know, who Neymar's mom is dating some 22 year old kid. Like I, you know, that, that some random person isn't going to know that, but I, I read two different articles on it cause I'm interested in it and you know, it runs my life. So I was like, Hey, I think this could be a really good thing. And, and it was also really good, you know, for me that, that it was uh, obviously a good group of guys. Like, so you guys have been extremely welcoming and, and it's a new thing and it's, you know, get to be a part of something that, that, you know, we all have dreams for. And so that, that, that also was something I was like, Hey, this could be something really fun. That's, that's awesome. We're glad to hear that too. So what would you say you're passionate about um, writing about? And I know, you know, you like to write about, you know, soccer and the sport, but is there like a particular, maybe like kind of soccer or like particular maybe league that you are most interested in? Um, I don't. So like, I think it's easier to say, I don't know a lot about, uh, league MX. I don't, I don't have a lot of news outlets that come with, um, news from there. Most of it is Europe. Yeah. Europe and America and the United States are the two biggest ones, a little bit of Asia. because I'm still following like Iniesta plays in Japan and then China is obviously all over the tabloids with signing different players and different players coming back. So, um, so, but in terms of, in terms of soccer, no, I think, I mean, I would be willing and open to learn about anything. It means doing more research and, getting into getting, getting more, uh, outlets that are providing me with new information. I'm open to anything really. That's awesome. So Seth, uh, one of my favorite questions to ask is in your opinion, how is community important to soccer? I think that would best be answered by looking globally, uh, at the different way that the game is celebrated in different cultures. Uh, you can say, you know, so I, I grew up in San Diego. I spent a good amount of time playing in Tijuana and Ensenada. And, you know, you kind of see like a hunger, like you, you meet different kinds of players. This is from personal experience. You meet different kinds of players. You meet kids, you meet kids that are just soccer junkies, just absolute, you know, like that's all they do is play soccer 24 seven. You talk to them and they say, yeah, that's it. I go to school. I play soccer. I come home from soccer or I come home from school. I play soccer. Like there's all kinds of this stuff, almost like a religion. Um, you know, same but like in Argentina, like you kind of, you see videos of Maradona and you see videos of like the, you know, the, what they've got on the walls in Brazil too, of like, uh, but Argentina for Messi, like, you know, it's you, everyone goes and watches. This is, this is the way, this is what people talk about. It's a representation of not just, not just the flag and not just the sport, but also, you know, the people's pride, how much, how much do they play? How much do they work? Again, Uruguay, like it's just uh, Chile and Peru. Like the way that they play is a, is a symbol of people, is a symbol of how hard the people, how, how much pride they have in the shirt and how hard they're willing to work. You know, is it pretty? Is it not? Then we move to Europe, kind of the same thing. You know, you've got play like Spain. Spain maybe doesn't, like, this is obviously, I'm not trying to say that Spanish people don't have a pride in working hard, but they also, maybe they have a different pride in, ha in having like the quality of what they're doing, you know, the quality of a product. Then you have these players that represent that through Xavi, Iniesta, you know, Sergio Ramos, PK, the guys that are just like, they make it look so easy and long-winded. But the, I think that community plays a big part because especially in soccer, but sport, a community is able to get behind groups that they feel are akin to, you know, the values that that community holds. And so then as a player, you can feel that when that's genuine and you understand that like people are excited when you do well, because that means that they feel like they're doing well too. And so it's a, uh, it's very, very important. Last question, and it's kind of important. You're playing for OC. They have a parent um, partner out in Scotland. I'm a huge Celtic fan. 
Oh, so please, unlucky. please, yeah, unlucky. We're champions. <laughs> unlucky for me right now because uh, I mean I've been following saying. Rangers now for the last three months. Yeah, you should stop following them. Stop following <laughs> them. unless you like being king of the losers. So, uh, do you plan on trying to get on with the Rangers squad at some point? Is that maybe an ambition of yours? Uh, no, it's not a. It's not a plan. I'd love the opportunity. That'd be a fantastic opportunity. I would hope that if that did come, that I'd be prepared for it to, to take advantage of it. But um, I think that the, the relationship is more bent on youth players, um, you know, trying to, trying to bring success to each club along with profits, finding young players that can, and then using that relationship as a pipeline to give them better opportunities um, to then grow the two clubs. Um, yeah. So I think, I don't, th- I don't think that they're looking for uh for a 26 year old midfielder to, to pop into Stevie G's team, but we have a, we have a 15 year old kid named Francis Jacobs, who is quite a player. And I think that they've got their eyes on him. We've got Jacobs. And then you have another player who's on loan from Rangers. Can you give us some insight onto the 19 year old who uh, is playing? We with have, you guys? Three. Oh, have three. We have three. Uh, yeah. So, so one unfortunately had to go home uh, due to family complications with, uh, with coronavirus, but there are two here. Their names are Daniel Finlayson and Cameron Palmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cameron Palmer plays midfield and then Daniel Finlayson plays center back. Palmer is um, the one I'm familiar with. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Cammy, uh, lives two doors down and, uh, no, he's good. He's a really good kid. Good player. Um, physically gifted. Like he, you know, kind of plays a man's game in terms of protecting the ball and, and, uh, physically being able to do what he likes to do at his own pace. There's kind of two different kinds of, not two, but different kinds of players. Ones that maybe aren't so, uh, naturally going to be using their body to protect the ball. And so then they, you know, they like to play it around people, move a lot. He's kind of one that plays at his own pace, can, can handle himself around, around other bodies. Um, and yeah, he's good. He's good. So he, it was good that he got, he got some, he started the first game. That was really positive. You know, these opportunities for the kids are going to be coming, uh, maybe not so quick, but, uh, but they're going to get some. And so how well they can show, show what they can do here, I think translates to some kind of success further along the line. Cause it's definitely, they're definitely far from Glasgow. So that, you know, they want to get back. You know, I know John said that was the last question there, but uh, I, I actually had a question too, as I, I was looking at your career and the teams you were playing with. Uh, I noticed that you played for the, the U23 for the Quakes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, two thousand eight, nine. I think two thousand nine, maybe. Did Did you play with them when they were playing at um, Stan State temporarily, like at their? Yeah, uh, I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going there when uh, on that I was going up. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, your coach actually came into because um, I was in the marketing club, and your coach came into the marketing club trying to get us to help you guys uh, sell tickets too. So, oh, that's <laughs> very clever. It's very clever. Yeah, yeah, that was a, a good thing for him to do. <laughs> no, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the field there, what he what he's done um, is pretty crazy. You know, he's he's they built a, they built the stadium. I'm pretty sure, but then the, the field is super nice. Yeah. Um, so that was that was that was good. That was good. Oh, that's cool. All right, so you guys know what time it is. Is New Glory Rapid Fire time? So tonight's rapid fire questions were brought to you by New Glory Beer. Check them out online at newglorybeer.com where you can find their uh, shelter-in-place special of a $100 deposit for a keg. You can also all beers online to be delivered in California. So, Seth, this is how this works. Uh, We're going to ask you about 10 questions as fast as we can. You can only pass twice, uh, and you won't know what the 
following question is, but you can only pass twice, all right? Okay. All right, let's get started. Who do people say you most resemble? Mario. Mario, Super Mario. All right, we're going we're gonna to play a quick marry, love, kill scenario. You got to make oh. one, love one, kill one. Ian Russell, Andrew, Andrew Greger, or Kevin Grimes? Oh, gosh. Marry Kevin Grimes. Grimmer's the man. Uh, I'd love Ian Russell, uh, and I'd kill Greg. And I really hope he doesn't hear this. Because I do <laughs> like him. No problem. <laughs> uh, if you could have one teammate from the past on your side now, who would it be and why? Brent Richards. What a guy. What a guy. He, uh, he needs no introduction. Um, wonderful right back. Better person. Brent Richards. Whose fans are worse, Reno or Sacramento? Worse in what way? Just worse. Like, can't support. Nah, sack. I've never played for him. They don't like me. I don't like them. The one player you, uh, who had the most hype you played against yet was not able to live up to it. DDA Drogba. Really, honestly. Kind of just walked. Obviously, legend. No problems. But, I mean, when we played him, I was like, eh. That's it? Eh. I, I mean, yeah, he, did, like, he, really didn't, he really didn't do it. He wasn't like, obviously, he could tear us up, and he wasn't. So, I think we tied him 1-1. I mean, we tied the team that DDA Jogba plays for. Come on. Yeah, the, the, they didn't really make a difference. I guess, you know, when he was playing for, for Rising, like, it – it was, it was the same. I mean, Rising was good with or without him. So Yeah, right. They were almost better without him because it's like more guys didn't feel like they had to give him the ball all the time. But. Yeah. Um, next question here is, uh, what's your least favorite place to play at? Rio Grande Valley. Travel there is terrible. What is your pregame ritual? Pregame ritual is to games at 7, eat at th- around 3, and then have a nap. And then if we usually have to be at the we usually have to be at the field by five thirty, so I nap until about you know, four forty, and then get up, shower, dress, game time. Cool. So th- Danny's actually gonna really like this one. <laughs> um, Made g- me proud, Seth. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> g- g- give us your raw thoughts of your time at Reno. Raw thoughts. Raw thoughts are I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I came to Reno a little down and out. And, um, and Ian Russell gave me, he gave me an opportunity, you know, I kept on impressing him. And so he kept on giving me opportunities and, and the city is great. I I really, really fell in love with the city and, and I had good memories there, played soccer, played good soccer there, was able to get on a move and and continue to progress. So, so it's, I, I really enjoyed it. What four players from the past or present do you build a team around? This is, this is, um, Influenced by my recent YouTube videos, definitely. But I'd say uh, Thierry Henry, Diego Maradona, and then we'd also build one around Ronaldo Fenomeno and Adriano. Okay. All attacking players because, you know, that's why you'd build them around them. <laughs> so you made it through. Last call. So, Seth, uh, how are you staying active and in, 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 in game shape? Uh, so Orange County has provided us with a a fitness plan and then also a strength plan that we we do uh in our own homes and then on the streets you know if we can find some some empty areas to do it um so i go monday to saturday with sundays off and then every day is is usually about two hours of work um and then i uh keep the golf swing alive by playing some wee golf 
and uh, <laughs> that's that's usually my day right there. Three meals, workout, play some wee golf, and then hit the sack. That's cool. Yeah, so it sounds like a a good day too. So, uh, Seth, you know, how can people see what you're up to on social media, or you know, maybe pitch your ideas for an article on our website? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, uh, I can give uh, I can give her the information. We'll put hopefully we'll put it on the website. So, I've got an Instagram handle that is my first and last name, Seth S E T H Casiple C A S I P L E. Uh, the Twitter handle might be a little different. I think just because like I've, I've got it phonetically spelled, <laughs> so it's, it's a little it's a little weirder. But um, but yeah, so I'll and then I will hopefully be getting some some articles up and and getting a little bit of feedback and and trying to use my network as well to shoot it out and get get questions onto the podcast and and get some topics that we can try and delve into to get some some new insight, get us thinking in some different ways. Um, that'll be good. That's awesome. Well, Seth, you know, we want to thank you for taking the time to join us today. And, you know, we're grateful that you joined our uh, Sacktown FC team. And we're excited to see, you know, your content on our platform. Cool. Thank you guys, too. Thank you for welcoming me. And I'm hoping to hoping to give you guys something that's, that you guys are proud to have up there. And, um, and I'm excited. Awesome, that's man. Awesome. Definitely good to see you again, man. And I, I like you again. Yeah, good to see you, Danny. Thank you. I'm glad I earned that back. <laughs> All right, man. We'll go get some rest for you. Got that CrossFit workout tomorrow. Here we go. All right, man. Got a, got a rower. Okay, guys. Right. Thank you Let's, again. Cheers, Later, man. Good night. Thank you. Today's guest was brought to you by the Makuni Dreamline. Makuni is offering $15 off your order of a platter and has made it easy with the Makuni app. Please make sure to pre-order, stay in your car when you arrive, and they will deliver your meal to you in your car. Visit them today at makunisushi.com or better yet, download their app available on the App Store or Google Play. Don't forget that we can be found on all social media platforms. If you want to take a look on Facebook, you can find us on our own Facebook page, Sacktown SC Podcast. We can be found on Twitter and Instagram at the handle at Sacktown FC. And we can... Whoa, 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 John. We cannot forget about our amazing partners, California Storm. Make sure you guys check them out on their website at calstormsoccer.com. Um, also check them out on IG and Twitter at calstormsoccer and on Facebook at California Storm. Yeah, so if you guys are on Twitch looking for our account, uh, we can be found under Sacktown FC. If you want to play against me or John, um, my Xbox gamer tag is Sacktown FC. For John, he's on PlayStation. His gamer tag is Sacktown underscore FC. So send us a message. Let us know if you want to play against. Then, hey, we could even probably do a live Twitch if you don't mind. And, you know, we could broadcast our game as well. So, yeah, let us know. And, you know, we're ready to play a game anytime. And just make sure you're not that guy who does rage quitting because if you get whooped by us, we're still going to talk trash. And then if you bring us... We're still going to talk trash. So don't rage quit. Own it. If you're getting taking that L, we'll, we'll be as grace, graceful as we can be with our Ls. So just remember that. Um, we also have our own website. A lot of you have probably already seen and heard about it. Um, it's sacktownfc.com. Here you can learn about how the show came together. You can un- get a hold of us from the contact bar. We also now have our uh, Soccer's Pulse site or section for everything that Seth uh, will be putting on 
uh, as it relates to upcoming events, news, information around the globe for soccer, putting that, putting that finger on the pulse of soccer, and also the opportunity to join our squadron, which is our form of the supporters group. On the, as a member of the squadron, you would get access to our Slack channel, entered into a lottery for Makuni or Chando's Tacos or even a New Glory function with us, and have insight and say on some of our new swag that we'll be releasing with the greatest logo in all of podcasting. So check us out at sacktownfc.com. I don't know about you guys, but I'm extremely, extremely excited at having Seth join the team. I think he brings a wealth of knowledge and an eagerness to give some insight into the the game globally. I think it will be, uh, you know, we talk about how we want to represent Sacramento and the community that's here. I think now with Seth being on board, gentlemen, we we have a uh, a larger uh, reach to some extent. So. Um, that's all we have for today in episode 28. Again, thanks to Seth from our own affiliate, Sacktown FC and Orange County Soccer Club, uh, for joining us and to you for listening. Make sure you have those notifications turned on because we know you don't want to miss what we have to say. And also, when you subscribe, make sure that you uh, give us some positive comments because that's how we grow as a team. The more information we get, um, send us an email too if it's you know really really negative send us an email we'll take care of it we'll fix what we what we need to fix but yeah uh only way we can do this is with you guys so keep keep listening and keep tuning in cheers everybody have a great rest of the evening thank you for listening everyone have a good day thank you guys stay safe out there